What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the From Downtown Podcast. I'm your host, Dahani Joseph, and today I wanted to get into the topic of star versus superstar in the NBA. Recently, I've heard lots of talk about what constitutes a star versus a superstar. Is there a difference? I think so, personally. And maybe the criterion for the levels of stardom changes based on who you ask. But today, I'm giving my opinion on both what the difference is between the two categories and examples of who belongs in which tier. Stay tuned. The From Downtown Podcast is coming up right now. So without any further ado, let's get into what I think about the star versus superstar debate. During her interview with Boston forward Jason Tatum, Bleacher Report's Taylor Rooks brought up the concept of a star versus a superstar. Rooks says that there are six superstars in the NBA. Tatum responds to that by saying that he believes there are more like 12 to 14 superstars in the league today. He then asks if Kyrie Irving should be considered a superstar, and Rooks says yes. Tatum follows that by asking if Damian Lillard is a superstar, to which Rooks says he has superstar-like qualities, but he's not a superstar because he hasn't done the winning that Kyrie has. But if that's the case, then that isn't fair to Dame because it's not his fault he never had LeBron as a teammate. The two guards have very similar skill sets and both can score with the best of them. Damian Lillard, he's first-team All-NBA. He has been first-team All-NBA, average 30, dude that dropped double nickel in the playoffs like he's box office he's showtime and if he had LeBron on his team we might be talking about Damian Lillard as one of the top point guards of all time just because he has that ring that's how great he is of a talent and that's no shit on Kyrie Irving who's also one of the best scorers probably one of the most talented guards if not talented players in NBA history he just was fortunate enough that LeBron decided to come back home to Cleveland and play with him and get him his ring it's as simple as that. So why should that constitute, okay, Kyrie's a superstar over Dame? That, that's a really good question. But, again, if, if that's the case, right, that shrinks down the number of superstars to a very small amount if we're talking about champions and winning at the highest level. In the last 10 seasons, each of the, each of the last champions, right, in the last 10 seasons, had one of these five players on their rosters, LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Kevin Durant. Now, that's one hell of a list. And maybe those are all the true superstars in the NBA. But then again, these players are all going to the Hall of Fame first ballot, no doubt about that, and will probably end up in the top 30 greatest players of all time, some going as high as one or two when talking about LeBron James. Maybe that's where we find distinction within the players. Going back to that Bleacher Report interview, Jason Tatum says the reason he can say there are so many superstars in today's game is because there's another level above that, all-time great. That's where those five players I mentioned will end up. But then that got me thinking, 
does being a superstar mean you have to be a top player while also being on a winning team who's competing for championships? If that's the case, is Devin Booker a superstar? He was averaging 26-4-4 on his way to the finals in 2021. And sure, he lost, but he was still the best player on that team. Considering that Rooks thinks that Jason Tatum is a superstar, which I agree with, by the way, and he also was the best player on a team that lost in the finals, shouldn't Booker also be considered a superstar as well? Maybe, maybe not. Let's think about this. How much of being a superstar has to do with appeal within the media as well as fan popularity? Let me give you an example. Nikola Jokic, while certainly he is one of the best players in the game as the reigning two-time MVP, he isn't exactly the most popular guy in terms of like, oh, if I go outside right now, I'll see someone with a Jokic jersey or t-shirt on if I'm not in Denver. On the other hand, LaMelo Ball, who's made an all-star team and has been one of the most popular players in the league, especially among the younger generation, he's more popular. So, is LaMelo a superstar like Jokic because he's a popular player who has also had all-star appearances? Are they both just stars? If we consider the example before of either winning a title or being the best players on a title contending team, then these players are both stars. But it would be foolish to say a two-time MVP is solely a star. But what I'm getting at is this. It is very hard to define what a superstar truly is and what the difference is between a star and a superstar. Are there really six superstars like Taylor Rooks said? Or is Tatum on point when he says there are 12 to 14? Or maybe it's somewhere in between. So here's what I think the constitution of a superstar may be. To be considered a superstar in the NBA, I think there are certain factors that have to be considered for a player to be in the realm of superstardom. Here are my four keys to becoming a superstar in the NBA. Number one, you have to be a player that, if you were placed on around 80 to 90% plus of the teams in the league, you would be the best player on that team. Now, this first rule was pretty tricky to come up with because initially I was going to say that you had to be the best player on your team. But then I realized that in NBA history, there have been many dynamic duos or even big threes that came along. I thought specifically of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Both of those two players I consider superstars. I think that there's no debate for LeBron whatsoever. And Davis, while he is injury prone, Whenever he is fully healthy, he's a top five player in the game. Put those two guys on almost any team separately, and they are the best player on those teams. Number two, you are a player that, without your presence on the team, their team's win totals would decrease dramatically. Now, this is a little bit harder to prove than my previous qualification. You can take a look at advanced metrics like win shares and whatnot, but... If that's the case, Robert Williams of the Boston Celtics is 7th in the league ahead of guys like Durant, Curry, and LeBron. And sure, Williams had an impact, but his departure at times wouldn't have tanked the Celtics' record. Take, for example, Kevin Durant. During his past season, up until around mid-January, he had the Nets around the 1st or 2nd seed in the East. He was a top MVP candidate and may have won it had the Nets stayed at the top of the conference. However... Durant suffered an injury that sidelined him until March. In his absence, the Nets went 5-17, and which included an 11-game losing streak. You can look at other examples, such as Stephen Curry, and when he was hurt, Golden State ended up with a top-three pick in the draft. 
Certain players' absence on a team on a team truly could mean a trip to the lottery versus a team to the final a trip to the final, excuse me. They are that special that they have such a profound impact on a team. Number three, you have to consistently be in the conversation for an all-NBA first team selection and or MVP year in and year out. This should go without saying, but as a superstar, a player of the highest caliber in the game, your name should be in the discussion for both all-NBA and MVP. Now, that doesn't mean that if you aren't one of the five players on the all-NBA first team or the MVP winner, you aren't a superstar. I believe that Joel Embiid is certainly a superstar in this league, as well as Kevin Durant. Both of these guys were on the All-NBA second team this year. But were they in the conversation for first team? Absolutely. Embiid would have been on the first team had he won MVP over Jokic, which personally I think Embiid should have won, but that's another conversation for another day. It's also kind of hard when the All-NBA has this format where you have to have guards, forwards, and centers rather than just the best five players in the game positionless, like the game is trending today. But if you are constantly in consideration for first team and only are put on second team either because an injury to yourself or the player ahead of you is having a historic or MVP season, that is a mark to me that you can be a superstar. And finally, number four, you have to have proven that in the biggest moments, both regular season and playoffs, that you can rise above the other players and be the best on the court. This is my final qualification for a player to be a superstar. As Taylor Rooks said, winning matters. Winning as the best player on your team also matters. I look at Jason Tatum, who for a while now has been kind of like the poster child for, is he a star or a superstar, along with Luka Doncic. Tatum came into the league in a great situation in Boston. He had a solid front office, great coach in Brad Stevens, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Al Horford. Many NBA analysts said they had the best starting five in the NBA at the time, and Tatum was a major catalyst in that declaration. However, I think that this season was the one that Jason Tatum truly became a superstar in the league. He's had the duels against guys like Giannis and Kevin Durant, and so that he can go toe-to-toe with them in the playoffs as well as regular season. He's had big playoff moments throughout their run to the finals. Earlier in his career, it wasn't so apparent that he could continuously do that. Was it a high probability? Yes, but we just had to wait and see. Only in rare, very seldomly, can a player come out in their first or second season and just dominate. They need to get a few seasons under their belt and postseason reps before they can truly reach that tier of superstar. Now, superstars in the league today. I've gone through my criteria on what it takes to be a superstar in the NBA. Here are the lists of the 10 players in the NBA that I believe are superstars. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Stephen Curry, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Now again, this is just my opinion based on my criteria. These guys all fit into each qualification that I have given. Of course, there are a few guys that people may think that I've missed. I know Taylor Rooks and Jason Tatum believe that Kyrie is a superstar. I do not. And I make this very clear. Kyrie is one of my favorite players of all time. I mentioned this in the Brooklyn podcast. 
He got me into basketball. I fell in love mainly because watching Kyrie highlights, he is sensational. I, I, I can't stress that enough. For a spectacular and as great as he has been throughout his career, he doesn't hit three of my four qualifications. And even the fourth is a bit shaky, to be honest. He wouldn't be the best player on 80-90% to 90% plus of the teams in the NBA. His absence wouldn't tank a team season. And he has not consistently been an all-NBA first-team or MVP candidate. The only claim he has out of my qualifications is that when he, he's been great at times in head-to-head matchups, especially in the postseason, when you think back to that 2016 Finals. That Finals run six out, obviously, but after that, what has Kyrie really done so spectacular against the best of the best recently in the postseason? This past season, he dropped 39 on Boston. The year prior, when the Nets beat Boston, he also had 39 points. But then again, when I look at some of these playoff game losses, he had a 9-point game in there, a 10-point game, an 11-point game, all losses. There's an argument for whether you want to give him that one qualification or not, but nonetheless, he doesn't make it in my eyes. Another player who I think is right there on the verge of being in that superstar category is Devin Booker. I brought him up in a hypothetical earlier, but I, I think this is a legitimate question that can be discussed. Out of my qualifications, he hits three out of the four. The only one he did not hit is that he wouldn't be the best player on 80 to 90% of the teams in the league. Now, that's no indictment on Booker's skill and talent. The dude averaged 27, 5, and 5. It was all NBA first team, as well as an MVP candidate in the latter half of the season. But when it comes down to it, I can't say that Book is better than the 10 guys I just listed. Certainly, though, he can be in the star category who has a chance to enter into superstardom, just like how Tatum and Luka were in prior to this past season. And who knows, by the end of this coming season, Booker, he can potentially lead the Suns to a first seed again. He can have a deep playoff run, make it to the finals. That could cement him in that superstar role. And again, these it's not like, okay, there has to be 10 superstars in this league. There can be 11, there could be 15, there could be four. It all depends on the talent in the league. And in my eyes, what the qualifications suggest, you got to be able to hit those four marks for me. And like I said, Devin Booker can make it. There are a few other guys that can make it. Speaking of that star category, there are a lot more players in that list than superstars. John Morant, Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Chris Paul, Trey Young, Kyrie, as we mentioned before, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, Bam Adebayo, LaMelo Ball, Jalen Brown, Chris Middleton, Bradley Beal, Darius Garland, Zach Levine, Rudy Gobert. And there are probably a few more names that I probably just left out, but you get the point. There are more stars than superstars in this league for a reason. They are rarer, harder to come by, and more valuable. But like I said, certain players like a Devin Booker or Anthony Edwards or John Morant have the potential to one day be in that superstar category. Not every player that I just mentioned can make it to that superstar level, and not all the superstar players I mentioned will stay at that position forever. The lists are ever-changing, and that's what makes this league so great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the From Downtown podcast. I really had fun actually making this list and debating whether certain guys made the list of superstars or not. It definitely wasn't easy, I'll say that, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to rate this podcast five stars so it gets boosted up the algorithm. 
Also, share it on social media as well as with family and friends. And follow me so you can see each new episode as it drops. Until then, take care, everybody. Have a good one.